Are you a female entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur? Are you a professional woman with a passion and want to start your own business or are facing roadblocks that are preventing you from thriving in the one you have? Successful female entrepreneurs have their share of woes to reach their share of wins. Hear their stories and learn how they do it. And you can too. Get ready to win with the Women Who Win Empower podcast. Here is your host, inspirational business speaker and women's empowerment coach, Pat B. Freeman. Hello, everyone. I'm Pat B. Freeman. Welcome to Women Who Win Empower podcast with an entrepreneurial focus. This is where we talk real talk about the woes and the wins of successful women entrepreneurs who win despite obstacles and empower others to win. Our guest today is an introvert marketing coach and founder of My First Coaching Client. She has 17 years in business and resides in North Carolina. This Air Force veteran has worked with over 300 coaches since 2003 helping these marketing-shy coaches embrace proven and easy-to-implement tools and techniques that connect them with clients online and in person with confidence and without sacrificing their quiet, thoughtful ways. She also helps her clients to slay their fears of networking in large groups and boost their confidence to connect. She is the co-author of the Amazon best-selling book, How Life Coaching changes lives. Please welcome Kim Gray to the show. Hello, Kim. Hi, Pat. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. I'm excited about hearing more about these shy coaches and how you get them to actually engage and not be appear so shy, at least. (laughs) What inspired you to go into business, first of all, and to go into business having an introvert marketing coaching business. What inspired that? (laughs) Well, you know, when I was in the military, I spent 10 years in the Air Force. And during that time, I learned a lot about leadership and teamwork and being on the same page. And when I went, while I was in the military, I learned that you know, if whoever's in charge, whatever they say, you're going to do what they say, because it could mean your life. Mm. And when I got out of the military, and I came back into the civilian world, I thought that's how the world ran. So I would get these management jobs. And I would say, you know, I would tell them what I needed them to do. And they wouldn't do it. <laughs> and I, and I started to lose my management jobs. <laughs> They would move me into another position. They'd give me something else where I only had to worry about me. So that kind of fed into my whole introvert personality anyway, right? So I didn't have a problem being by myself and being accountable to myself. So the the, the Air Force taught me certain things, but it also kind of um, hindered me a little bit because I felt that when I spoke, people would do and they didn't. So then my introvert piece became all right, well, I can be just as powerful by myself. And now I became a consultant. And they would bring me in to consult, to look at the problems, to come up with solutions, and then they would take care of implementing them. And I could go on my merry way. Well, it it just started to become the norm. Every time I switched a job, they were creating these consulting roles for me 
to come in and do the troubleshooting, to look at the solutions, and then to walk away. So after a while, I was like, hey, I might be on to something. I could do this from the house. I do not need people looking over my shoulder, counting my time, and I could pick who I want to work with. <laughs> I said, I'm going to figure out how to do this from the house. And lo and behold, I got this position. I ha- there, was a, there was a consultant who came to North Carolina from California, and he was flying back and forth every week. And he said to the nonprofit uh, director, he said, is there anyone here in this city that I can connect with so I don't have to keep flying back and forth? Well, here's the beauty of connections. My sister was working for them. And she said, hey, I think there's a great opportunity for you. And you can work with this guy and he won't have to fly back and forth and you can work from home. I said, ding, 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 ding. Mm. Remember how you said that the entrepreneurial spirit, once you had that, you know, you, it was something you knew you had to do again. Remember? Yes. Yes. That was the it for me. I said, oh, I got bit by the entrepreneurial bug. And from that, I was spoiled from then on. I couldn't do any other job. That was the only thing I wanted to do. Isn't so, it? Yeah. Isn't it just amazing how life happens? You spoke it when you, when you saw, mm-hmm. you know, you know who you are, but when they kind of took you out of those other things where you were dealing more with expecting people to do the job, <laughs> <laughs> when they're asking to do something to do it, but then when they moved you, that shift that happens actually brought out this extra you that could also create something more. Mm-hmm. Isn't that, it's just an exciting, you don't always, and I say this often, we don't always plan, but you said what you wanted. I wish I could do this. And I, because you were doing it there, I want to do it from home. Yes. Well, see, because I was around people that drained the energy from me. I couldn't quite put my finger on why this was continually happening until years later but the the need for me to be by myself to create on my own and to pretty much control the environment that I worked in became this overriding theme and I just couldn't put my finger on why do I keep feeling this way well because that's who I am yes and I work so much better when when I can control my environment and uh that's why this introvert marketing, well, it, the entrepreneur piece fit well for me. The, the field that I chose was virtual assistants. So I, I became a virtual assistant mm-hmm. first because that's my background, right? Mm-hmm. Helping others manage whatever they have going on, manage that back office for them. And that's what I knew. I've always been an executive assistant. So I started out that in that field, and I learned everything I could about being a virtual assistant. And then I started working with coaches, and I learned how to only support and thoroughly support coaches. And I became one of the top virtual assistants for coaches. And then I, I uh, created an association for virtual assistants who want to work with coaches, and I started training other VAs how to work <laughs> with coaches. It was so cool. And then I said, you know what? I want to be a coach. And uh, 
let, I'm going to go get coach, coach training and get certified as a coach. But I want to be a marketing coach because the coaches I work with right now, they want me to do their back office, but their back office should include their marketing and they're not doing it. Absolutely. So there was a gap. I said, I'm going to fill this gap for them. So that means I get to continue to support them the way I have, but I'm going to add this additional layer on top so that they get that too. And so now I have this amazing business where I get to work with the type of people that I love. I can be passionate about how I support them and I help them come out of the shadows so that more people, they can impact more lives. So now you're, you're, you're an introvert marketing coach. I'm an extrovert. So you also offer services for extrovert, mar- extrovert coaches? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to take you out of that comfort zone, right? You want to work with people that you can relate to. Because <laughs> here's what happens with extroverts. You guys are like everybody bunnies and you're like everywhere and you're doing everything. And then I walk away at the end of the day and I'm like, I need I need some ice or something. So tell us, tell us, if you will, what's the biggest shift, Mm. the biggest shift you had to make in becoming a business owner? The biggest shift from military? Mm. Mm. Well, let's see. Well, the biggest shift, and I I still think I, I make it. I still think I make this shift because I need to, build relationships and the type of relationship in the military, you, you are kind of thrown together and you just learn to get along, learn to support each other because lives are on the line here. So you kind of want to like the person in the hole next to you. you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it might protect you from that bullet coming at your head or something of that sort. But it really, the camaraderie and the respect, it just, it comes because out of necessity. So I needed to learn how to b- develop relationships around trust and respect outside of the military when there was no common reason to do so, Right. So building relationships has become like my cornerstone for my business. Learning how to build relationships from a place of authenticity so that people will trust me, especially online and virtual. They can't, they really can't meet me, right? So Mm -hmm. I have to have a certain presence that says, this is someone I want to get to know. And that's been one of my biggest challenges. Mm-hmm. So that's something you're challenged with, but you're you're conscious of at all times. And that's one of the gifts that introverts have is that we're very self-aware and we know of the of our challenges. They know we know our inner struggles, we know our inner challenges. But the other part is we're also because we're self-aware, we can come across as snobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because we do, we know, and it's like, yep, mm-hmm. but it's not, if it's not important enough for me to change and, and if my business is doing well, then it has to be an, a hurt me enough to want to change, mm-hmm. right? To become more outgoing. And that's one of the keys I find with my clients is they they build their business off word of mouth and referrals and they're okay with that. And, but 
if the word of mouth and referrals dry up, that's when they start panicking because they haven't done any marketing up until that point. And everyone on their list only heard from them when they worked with them. And they did nothing to nurture their relationships after the work was done. So that's the, that's how I get to continue. That's how I get to add my gift and share with my clients. Let's make sure we do this. Stay connected with your, with your people. Yes. How long did it take to get your first client? Well, so let's say, let's say back when I started my business as a virtual assistant, it, it, it took, it didn't take long to get the first client. Let's talk about how long did it take to get the right client. Mm. Okay. So the right client came after I went and graduated from the program that taught me how to run my business not how to do the work because I already knew how to do the work. I didn't know how to run my business as a virtual business. Once I learned that and they were, they were connecting people who wanted to work with virtual assistants, that was so key. I needed to be in a program that already had folks who wanted virtual assistants and couldn't find them. And they had a directory. So if you graduated from their program, then you could also be um, put into the directory and, and clients could find you. So that was so key. And I'm here to tell you, if you're going to pay that much money for a program, then find one that's going to open up a Rolodex or connect you to, to the people who are looking for the services you want to offer. Absolutely. So what is the, the first mistake then that you think most introverts make about their business? That they don't have to do any marketing. Mm. They think they, if I build a website, they will come. I'm serious. This is exactly what they say. <laughs> I'm like, They're not going to come, sweetie. The, that's not what the website's for. But they absolutely believe, I just want to put up a website and people are going to come to me because they're going to Google and they're going to find my website. <laughs> they're hoping if you build it, right, the website, yes. they will come. If so that is not the case. That was a commercial, I believe, but it's yeah. not. <laughs> no, it was Field of Dreams. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it's not quite that way, especially on the online world, because there's so much out there where they can go. So why would they, they wouldn't even know to look for you. That's right. And so, but they, the, the false sense of security comes from you have, you have people who wanted to work with you in the first place before you even did any marketing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So now you don't think you have to do marketing. So you put up the website, but you figure you're going to rely on all these people who love you, who are going to send you business. And they do. But like I said, there comes a place where that roller coaster starts to kick in and it's high and it's low and it's high and it's low. And you kind of want to level that out so that you consistently can get business when you want it, even when you don't need it. I think with you're also having had the being an introvert yourself, but having worked as an executive assistant in the military and having the training in VA and being a problem solver, you knew introspectively, maybe even before they said it, the kinds of things that they were going to be challenged with. Oh, yes. You know, I it's so funny. I came up with five monsters 
And let me see, a year or so ago, I came up with five monsters or five personality types that, that haunted me and kept me from building my and growing my business. Because I could get clients, but building it to another level, taking it to another level, these five monsters kept showing up. And I went and turned them into stuffed animals. Mm. And I take them on my speaking gigs with me. <laughs> Is that what I see on your website there with these... On your website, you have these characters, these characters. (laughs) By five monsters, where I have Gurky and Rennie and Gabby. I saw them. Faye (laughs) and Avery. Oh, yes. Those are my peoples. (laughs) And you take them with you because they represent these things that you deal with? Oh, absolutely. They are the five monsters that were living under my bed. <laughs> and I find they live under the bed of a lot of my introverts. Yes. Absolutely. Well, that's 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 a very interesting uh, concept to have, to give these visuals, make it fun, I think is what you do as well, make it fun, but to representative of what the experience is like for, for those introverts. How do you, how do introverts and extroverts, now I may know, but I just want to hear, hear what you have to say. How do introverts and extrovert, extroverts differ when it comes to, to marketing? Okay. So introverts, we love people, absolutely are passionate about people. And that's one of the misconceptions a lot of people have is that we're, we're withdrawn and we're shy. We're not shy at all. We just choose our energy comes from being alone. So extroverts get their energy from being around lots of people or other people just in a room full of them. For an introvert, it's like, oh my gosh, I need to go sit down. You know, so introverts can get that, that drains our energy. And so when you'll see most of the time an introvert is sitting alone, sitting onto the side and here comes that great little extrovert. Come on, get on up and mingle. And the extrovert introvert will say, no, no, I'm good. And we really mean, I'm good. I've done talk to as many people as I want to, and you can <laughs> keep on walking and do your little extrovert thing. So that's really, in a nutshell, is what it is, is we're very internal, and we get energy from being by ourselves, on our own, and then extroverts are totally opposite and their energy is being out there in front of people, in front of others, exuding all of this energy. And as that relates to marketing, what, where does that fall as it relates to marketing for that introvert and extrovert difference? So the introvert marketing is they will come to me. And the extrovert marketing is I will go to them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you can see the, you can see the, the, pitfall right there. If you're an introvert and you believe they will come to me, then you may be hungry (laughs) because they will not come to you, not when you need them, Mm -hmm. right? So when you have marketing on a consistent basis, and it doesn't have to be a lot, but if you're marketing on a consistent basis, that means you're freely giving of yourself. That means you are looking to build relationships, and that's what introverts are great at doing. So introvert marketing is doing what we love anyway. It's being able to share what we know and build relationships. And when you do that, when we do marketing, it doesn't mean you're going to get results from that effort. That, 
those results that you're looking for, new clients, are going to come from someplace else. It never fails. So you could be putting out posts on Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever, but the, the business you're going to get is not going to come from that. It doesn't always come from that. It comes from the energy that you're sharing, it, and it comes from someplace else. Have you ever seen that happen in your business? Oh, absolutely. I, I, and oftentimes, it is by referral. Mm-hmm. And for me, having relationships where people trust, sometimes not even knowing, maybe not even having experienced me as a client, but experiencing me as a person and referring people based on them liking that person uh, that they have now met. That's so good. And, and as introverts, um, I was listening to one of your other podcasts and the woman on the show said she wasn't really good at tooting her own horn. Mm-hmm. Well, introverts don't like, we don't like to do that. It's not that we couldn't, but it would be so much better if somebody else did. So <laughs> being able to help introverts understand, all right, if you want someone else to toot your horn, then you're going to have to give them what they need so that they can. And then you want to encourage them to do that. So if you love to build your business on word of mouth referrals, then make sure that those who are referring folks to you understand who it is you're looking for and how you help them so that they're sending quality referrals to you to generate your, to keep your business thriving. Absolutely. What does empowerment mean to you? Wow. Empowerment to me means I don't have to ask anyone else for permission to do anything. And it's not that I want to run my life totally. um, I, I have deep faith. I'm a deeply spiritual person. I believe in God. And I know that I'm going to be held accountable to him, if nothing else. But I don't, I don't want other people to own my economy. So I want to be able to generate the kind of revenue I need for my business and for my family so that we're not, we're not dependent on anyone else to make things happen. I, I certainly can appreciate that. And I think also one of the things I noticed is that sometimes when when you think about your family and what your needs are in that family, sometimes I see where if someone else is doing something and they're doing, ex, you know, whatever their, whatever their goal is as it relates to the income they need to earn, I don't compare myself to what that person is earning. What you're really saying is I don't try to put myself in someone else's place. I look at what my need is and my family need is, and that becomes my benchmark. Absolutely, Pat. You know, I, You know, when I'm working with my coaches and I'll say, so what's the price point on this? Or what is the goal you have for yourself this year? They will throw these numbers at me and I say, so where does that number come from? Because I'm, you know, I got to be honest. If you're not making three figures now, why is six figures rolling off your tongue? Mm -hmm. You're making nothing now. How do you think in a year you're going to be making six figures? Because Kim Gray can't help you get there. I can't help you get there. I'm not willing to run that hard. I'm not willing to work that hard. So, you know, (laughs) but being able to say, sweetie, do you know you're not going to be able to see your family? (laughs) You're not going to be able to do, you know, you better have a big bankroll in order to get there. And I think that's one of the reasons, you know, when I speak with clients 
when they're looking to quit their job, no, don't quit mm. your job yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are certain questions you need to have answered and you need to be in a position to not listen to what you, everything you hear because everyone's saying, you know, be, yeah, I say I promote being, uh, support being an entrepreneur, but are you ready yes. to do the work that it's going to take and can you afford it at this moment? Absolutely. And can you manage your back end? Oh my, that's the biggest, I think that's the biggest thing is that back end, that virtual assistant, you said mentioning virtual assistant. I think every entrepreneur, now this is, we're interviewing each other right now. So (laughs) I, I think every entrepreneur needs to understand what a VA virtual assistant or an administrative assistant, whatever you want to call them. If we don't have those kind of skills, to be prepared to get them from someone who does because we're going to need them. You are, girl, I'm here to tell you, if you, the, I don't even know why they don't teach this in entrepreneur school. Mm-hmm. Get a VA that knows your industry. It will save you time and money because they already, they've been working in it for a while. They'll be able to tell you what's best, what's the industry standard, what's the industry ethics, behaviors, all of that. They could be your right-hand man, and you can go ahead and do what you love without having to learn what they know. Oh, my gosh. It is yeah. so key. It is, it is really key. Share one struggle you've had in business. A struggle. I know that you've had the, the, the thing with the being an introvert and dealing with that kind of thing, but does that also, or just share a struggle that you've had as a, in business. Uh, one, one of the struggles has been, uh, doubt because there are so many that seem to be successful floating around on the internet and doing what I do. Mm-hmm. And they seem to be like the gurus making this big money and, and the doubt creeps in that says, I'm, I, I, am I as good as, as they are? If I am, how come my business isn't as big as theirs? And so that's where I've gotten, had to come to the place to say, you know what, though? I'm not willing to sacrifice as much as they have to get where they are. And I'm okay with where I'm at because I can manage this and I'm not losing out on my family time. I'm not losing out on my spiritual needs. I have a well-rounded life. And this is, if this is what it takes to keep it, then that's what I'm going to do. So that doubt would kick, it still kicks in, even though I know these things, right? It still kicks in and I go, wow, you know, what's the price of that, of that success? Absolutely. It just depends on where your head is, and what you're looking for. I put a quote out just recently, and that quote is, don't try to do everything, do what matters most. And that's by Rick Warren. Mm-hmm. And, and that just resonated with me because when I'm putting quotes out, I'm speaking to, I'm, I'm sharing it, but I'm talking to me as well because mm-hmm. we can get caught up in all that other comparison stuff mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. miss what matters most. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're a co- you co-authored 
A yeah. book, best-selling book, How Life Coaching Changes Lives. Tell us about that and how that happened. Again, this is about a relationship that I have, an organization that I belong to, and we're doing another co-authorship coming up um, for January. We'll be doing another book. But so this was part of the association I belong to, and we all got together. This was the theme of the book was Life Coaching Changes Lives, and everyone had a chapter in the book. And so it was like the most amazing opportunity. You paid a, you know, paid a fee to be in the book and it went to Amazon and it was number one. And it was like so cool that uh, to be a part of that project. If you subscribe to the show, you'll get a free gift from the guests. And tell us about that free offer you have, Kim. Well, it's a great workshop it, and it's focused on falling in love with introvert marketing. And it will take you through how how introverts think about marketing, some of the the pitfalls. I bring my monsters in. We talk about the monsters that are under the bed. We also have different strategies that work for introverts as far as marketing and how you can start to put a plan together for yourself right through that workshop. And it comes with a, with downloads and templates and things like that that you can get for free and get you started on marketing for your business as an introvert. Extroverts could use it too. Okay. Any final advice to listeners? Well, you know, it's, it's really the opportunity to be an entrepreneur is amazing. But as you say, it's not for everyone. Some people will still continue to thrive on a job. But if you're the person who's saying, you know, I've got this need, I feel I could be doing more, take the time to do the research, take the time to talk to other entrepreneurs and learn from them before you make a leap. And then finally, make sure you put some financial cushion aside so that you can afford to manage your economy while you take this journey. Sound, very sound advice. Kim, what's next for you? Oh my gosh. Well, I, I, um, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to publish, co-authoring this next book. And I'm looking forward to putting together an amazing group of introverts that I can work with over the next year on developing their presence online and their marketing strategies for uh, impacting lives. That sounds exciting for all those introverts listening. There's a place where you have that support in you. Very exciting. How can you be reached? So they can reach me on Facebook. I have a free face I have a free group on Facebook called Help Me Get It Done. Or they can visit me on my website at myfirstcoachingclient.com. And um, yeah, let's see. I'm on also on LinkedIn. Awesome. Kim Gray, thank you for being our guest. You're amazing. You're making things happen for people who certainly, like any introvert or extrovert, need services that's conducive to their needs. And you've got just that. Well, thanks for having me, Pat. This has been so much fun. Join us again next week for another episode of Women Who Win Empower. I'm Pat B. Freeman. 
If you enjoyed today's show, please leave a review on iTunes. Want to be a guest or advertise with us? Visit patbfreeman.com or email to pat at patbfreeman.com. Also, subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher and receive automatic updates. Subscribe early and get a free product or tool from guest and the host to help power your dreams. Also, be inspired by special episodes with successful male entrepreneurs who stand in the gap to inspire and empower women to win. Finally, check out Pat's latest book, Get Your Mind Right, Seven Steps to Breakthrough Confidence for Aspiring Authors, available on Amazon. Join us every Wednesday on Women Who Win, Empower. 